in every season of life, God gives us seasons of preparation. Mm-hmm. Every season in life is a season to prepare for something, whether it's to prepare for going out into the work world after high school or college or going out to, you know, starting a family or retirement, all of those things, all of that is preparation. And so today we're going to be talking about what does it mean biblically to be prepared? How prepared should we be? When should we be prepared? How much do we, how much effort and concern do we exert in the preparation? So we'll be talking about that today on Grace and Peace Radio. Welcome to Grace and Peace Radio with your hosts, Anthony and Amy Russo. Grace and Peace Radio is a weekly Christian podcast where together we'll discuss how we can apply God's Word to everyday life. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. It's our hope that you will be encouraged and God will be glorified. And with that, let's start the show. All right. Well, welcome once again, everybody. Welcome. Good afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon. Good morning. Good evening. Yeah, that's true. Good Whichever night. You're, <laughs> whenever you're listening. Uh, we are so glad you're joining us today. Yes, thank you. And we thank you. And and we are humbled that you mm-hmm. give us some of your time together. And yes. it's our hope that together we open the scriptures and just see what does God's word say right. about various things in life. Mm-hmm. Today, we're going to be talking about preparation. We'll look at some Bible verses and different things, but I guess really, even if we didn't look at the Bible verses, the short answer is, I guess really all we really need to say even is mm-hmm. when it comes to preparation and how much to prepare, it depends. Well, that's our show for today. I hope you'll join us next time as we spend time in God's Word. That's right. Yes. So that's really it. So thanks so much for joining us today. <laughs> but I really did want to uh, put a thank you out there to one of our listeners who um, gave us this idea. Mm-hmm. Um, she said that she would like to to know more about this subject or what we thought about this subject or what we found biblically is probably a better way to do it, not necessarily what we think. Yeah. Because we're... So thank you for that. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, and I do want to start with a disclaimer. I'm actually a licensed insurance agent in South Carolina. I'm also a licensed realtor in South Carolina. Nothing I'm saying today is... I'm not actually selling insurance or real estate. No, you're moment, not doing either one so. right now. But because I'm licensed in it, I just felt like True. I should. I didn't think about that. Say, uh, I'm not advising anyone anything. No, uh, this is just informational, just food for thought. Do with it what you will. Do your research. Uh, no, food for thought, and you know what some of our experiences. Have been. Exactly. So. Yep. So uh, take it for what it is. Another thing, not a disclaimer, but just a a clarification. We're not talking about prepping or preppers as the phrase goes we're not talking about sort of this end times preparedness or you know government seizure all all those kinds of scenarios Mm -hmm. let me put it this way and and i'm nothing against that necessarily Uh, i may we may touch on that briefly later Um, but even as far as that stuff goes let me just put this in context for you dear listeners 
uh, we own a condo. It's attached to three other people's houses. We own zero land. It's in a subdivision in the suburbs. If you're looking for advice on raising chickens, (laughs) eating dried foods, and homesteading, I am not your guy. No. Or or your your woman because you know don't don't ask me about vegetables to grow or right. uh, edible flowers or anything like that because I can't keep a cactus alive. No joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the safest I ever felt in my life was when I had a McDonald's in one mile in either direction of where I lived. <laughs> exactly. I just felt very safe in civilization. <laughs> so. Um, but, you know, the joke I said at the beginning about it depends. That really, honestly, is kind of the theme mm-hmm. of preparation. But it we're going to talk about that. Then I just thought maybe it might be good up front to say, as you and I have discussed this topic, and actually as we've lived our marriage, just the difference in our personalities when it mm-hmm. comes to the being prepared. You're very much a high-level, overall, goal-oriented individual where i am more the you know day-to-day maintainer maintainer yeah so (laughs) we complement each other well because in terms of goal setting and all that which we did in an episode earlier on i don't (laughs) so so that kind of goes with with planning now if it's a trip or you know what my week's gonna look like as far as work or right home immediate term exactly yeah. So anyway. Yeah. No, that that's a good point. And that, that also goes into the topic of preparation. It's this idea of, well, where are your strengths? For some, maybe you have to learn to prepare better. Mm-hmm. True. Uh, for some, maybe you over-prepare and you have to learn to ratchet it back. It's also a matter of if you're married, how do you balance that between the spouses? Mm-hmm. What are their strengths and you know wh- where does each one fit on this preparation um, line, mm-hmm. line of preparation. And recognizing it in one another, mm-hmm. what those differences are. Yeah. One of the things I wanted to share that I learned in insurance school, which I thought was pretty fascinating. And so I want to kind of present this picture, really two ideas as they relate to preparing. Because first of all, what are we talking about when we talk about preparing? We're talking about life events, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's something on a microcosm level, like losing a job or loss of income or, you know, illness or something like that, or mm-hmm. on a, on a major level, national or global level, right? Uh, like we've seen in the last year mm-hmm. and in years previously when it comes to financial things. So, so there's different levels of preparedness, but we're talking about trying to Essentially, we're talking about trying to mitigate risk. Okay? Right. That is so, true. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I learned in insurance school, which I thought was pretty interesting, is there are four ways to mitigate risk, to, to lessen, to try to lessen a risk. Okay. Okay. Number one is avoidance. If you don't own a home, thieves can't break into it. Mm-hmm. True. Okay. Uh, If you don't own a car, you don't have to worry about it breaking down. Correct. Okay. Mm -hmm. The downside is you're missing out on 
owning a home or having a car or whatever the, the mm-hmm. thing the is, mobility. You know, whatever the, the benefit to that thing is, mm-hmm. you don't receive that benefit because then you don't own it. So you don't get the benefit, but you also don't suffer the liability. Right. Okay. So number one is avoidance. Number two, acceptance. You can accept the risk. For example, on my car insurance, I might have a $1,000 deductible on Mm -hmm. my auto policy. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to accept $1,000 worth of risk. Anything below $1,000 that may happen to my car, Mm -hmm. I'll just take care of it myself. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. Um, And so, and in exchange for that, I may get lower insurance. So if you're willing to accept the risk... It's really a matter of how much of a hit you're willing to take. Mm-hmm. Okay. So avoidance, acceptance. Third, you can reduce the risk. Okay. In that $1,000 deductible example, I'm reducing the risk because if the damage is, you know, conceivably $1,001, mm-hmm. I could put the claim in. Mm-hmm. Now, well, you wouldn't obviously put a claim in for a dollar, but the point is if it's $2,500 in damage. Right. I'm reducing my risk by the $1,500 mm-hmm. because then the insurance company kicks in. If I own a house, I reduce the risk that it's going to get broken into if I put locks on it. And I reduce the risk of it burning down if I put smoke detectors in it. Right. So you can reduce the risk. Avoidance, acceptance, reduce it. The fourth option to mitigate risk is transfer it. I'll pay someone else to take the hit for me or I'll somehow I'll I'll work a deal out with someone else to take the hit for me. Like like insurance. Okay, got it. Insurance companies are saying, "Look, essentially what they're doing is betting. I mean, really, uh they're betting that if you pay them whatever it is, a thousand, fifteen hundred dollars a year, mm-hmm. that in that year your house is not really gonna burn down. Mm-hmm. But if it does, they'll cover you for the damage, at least right. to the amount that you all agree on mm-hmm. in your policy. And again, not giving insurance advice, I'm just talking generalities here. So you're transferring that risk. You're basically saying, okay, look, I will pay you X amount every year. And then you'll take the risk for me, mm-hmm. less the deductible. So you're transferring that risk. If you decide to take an Uber somewhere, mm-hmm. and let's say you Uber every single day, you're transferring the risk that would normally come with driving or owning a car and all that. You're transferring it to the Uber driver. That's true. I hadn't thought of that. Mm-hmm. So avoidance, acceptance, reduce it, transfer it. Mm -hmm. That's risk mitigation. And that's really, in a sense, what we're talking about when we're talking about preparedness. So the question is, how much can you actually prepare for? One of the things, for example, we're not prepared for in, like in our home insurance policy, is... uh, a giant meteor coming out of the sky and bashing our house into Mm -hmm. the ground. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that's not on our policy. Uh, I honestly don't know how it falls under acts of God, but yeah, exactly. And that just made me think of uh, when I lived in uh, Venice, Florida, Barnum and Bailey circus would winter there. 
then every year the circus would get there by train and then it was a big deal to walk the animals from the train to the winter quarters about a mile or something well one year uh, a camel got loose and walked over this guy's car and caused severe damage apparently camels weigh a lot and so it was just a funny thing in the newspaper about this guy submitting a claim yeah yeah so as far as mitigation not not exactly what you would uh, expect right in your car insurance policy uh yeah that's a great example uh so really there are some things in life that we are prepared for and we can try to prepare for the ordinary things in life and then there are things that that just come up right Mm -hmm. quick little side thing in my experience when it comes to trying to prepare for things the worst things that i lived through in my life were things i could not have prepared for true okay Mm -hmm. i mean as as far as talking preparation for things oftentimes the things that I did prepare for never actually happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, the things I had no way to prepare for happened. Mm-hmm. Examples, things that I prepared for, you know, losing a job or, you know, having savings and all that, it didn't happen. The things that I could not have prepared for were things like stock market crashes, recessions, the dot-com bust. I mean, I'm old enough to have lived through that. Mm-hmm. The housing crash. Mm-hmm. The, what I call the, the kind of stagflation of the Obama era, where everything mm-hmm. was just stagnant. Right. And my own divorce. Mm-hmm. The, those sorts of things, I obviously, you, you can't prepare for. The other things that I did prepare for never came to pass. I mean, even particular storms that would roll through wherever mm-hmm. I lived. And mm-hmm. they said, you know, there's potential for tornadoes or whatever. If I was prepared, the tornado didn't strike. When I mm-hmm. lived in Atlanta, a tornado came through right where I was living. Thankfully, my place didn't get damaged. Uh, but even when I was in Florida, hurricane comes through. I was prepared. Nothing happened. Um, Same here. <laughs> yeah. So, again, that doesn't mean you don't prepare. Just, just kind of one of those interesting aspects of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, Y2K. Yeah, I'm one of those people that, yeah, I, I prepared for Y2K. I really thought that stuff was going to go down. Mm-hmm. Um, and nothing obviously happened. So that's that's one thing, right? This whole risk avoidance thing. When we come to, to this idea of preparation, as we're talking about it generally, another picture I want to put in your mind is imagine a line. With a little slider on it. You could slide it to the, all the way to the left. Mm-hmm. You could slide it all the way to the right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I use this example in my job doing computer support all the time. Because people, some people are pretty concerned about computer security, hackers, and that sort of thing. So this is like a sliding scale of security. Okay. On the one side, it says totally free. Correct. On the Mm -hmm. other side, it says totally secure. Mm -hmm. Okay. Ultimately, each one of us, when we're thinking about preparation, you can only slide it one way or the other. Mm -hmm. And you can never be totally secure and totally free at the same time. Mm -hmm. Okay. For example, we have 
locks on our doors. Mm -hmm. So you have some, we're not like totally secure where you can't get out of the house uh, or someone can't break into the house. I mean, right, we there's have windows. Yeah, and... right. Exactly. We have, we have glass, we have windows, um, and somebody could bust it, the, mm-hmm. the lock in. You know? mm-hmm. uh, if you remember, if you're old enough to remember Welcome Back Cotter from the 70s, we don't have all the padlocks going down the oh, apartment. Oh, right. <laughs> or Barney Miller was on there, Bar- Barney too. Miller, yeah, mm-hmm. all the locks on the door. We're not totally secure. Right. But we're not totally free. I mean, we have locks on the doors. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with computers. People are worried about hackers and everything. If it's if something's on the internet, it can be hacked. Yep. That's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a computer, an iPad, a thermostat, a toaster, a mm-hmm. thing, whatever it is, it can be hacked. Now, the, the, there again, you've got this slider. If you want it to be totally secure, unplug it from the network and shut it off. Mm-hmm. That's the only way that device is going to be totally, totally secure. Or, and, or don't buy a device yeah. that is connected to the internet. Yeah, right. So, so essentially, shutting it off is the only way to make it secure. But then you can't use it. Right. So, again, sliding scale of security, and, and that that's the same with preparation in all of life. Mm-hmm. I want to come back to this, this generally, um, but in the meantime, let's. Let's talk about some examples from, from Scripture. Of course, when you think of preparation in the Bible, who's, who's your go-to example? When I was thinking about this for, for this program, the very first person that popped in my head was Joseph. And when Joseph interpreted Pharaoh's dream uh, to where there was going to be seven years of uh, plenty, and then seven years of famine. Mm-hmm. And so if you look in Genesis 41, 46 through 49, is where you will see what, where Joseph had a plan to prepare and to store up grain needed in preparation for the seven years of famine. Right. So yep. that, that was the first one that came into mind. Yeah. And, but there... It, which is a great example because I thought, you know, obviously I thought of mm-hmm. that too. And then I got to thinking, well, here again, right? What did Joseph have that we often don't have? Divine that is knowledge true. that yes. this is going to happen. The Lord gave him right. that interpretation of yep. the dream. That is true. So one example of preparation I thought of is God gave a law in Israel that farmers were not to glean more than once or to the edges of their harvests. Uh, this was this was God's way of providing for those who who could not provide for themselves, could not prepare. Mm-hmm. They were allowed to glean the leftovers. So when we talk about preparation, and as you listeners work through the idea of preparation, mm-hmm. how much savings should I have? How much do I prepare for this possibility of this thing of you know nationally or whatever? There comes a point where we have to trust the Lord. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, we trust the Lord all the time. Right. But we have to trust the Lord. I mean, obviously, in Joseph's example, God gave increase so that they could have enough and save mm-hmm. for when there was lack. Right. When God blesses us with increase in our jobs, we get a raise, 
even these, you know, as we're recording this, the stimulus checks are going out again. Use those wisely. Seek to use the increases mm-hmm. wisely. Another, you got another biblical example there? Uh, another one was uh, manna mm-hmm. in the wilderness for the Israelites. Uh, the Lord provided for that, obviously fed them that way for 40 years. In this case, they were only supposed to do it day to day. They were only supposed to gather enough manna for their family in that time frame. Mm-hmm. If they gathered more and tried to ha- keep it over for the next day, it stank and there were worms in it. Yet, the Lord also provided that on the day before the Sabbath, they were to collect an extra amount, mm-hmm. amount enough for to last them through the Sabbath, and that was allowed to be good. Nothing, you know, it didn't turn yep. bad. And that's, um, I had Exodus 16, 14 through 18, and then 22 through 26, verses 22 right. through 26. Great. We talked earlier about, before we hit record, Proverbs 6 and the ant and the sluggard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'll read Proverbs 6, 6 through 11. Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider its ways and be wise. It has no commander, no overseer or ruler, yet it stores its provisions in the summer and gathers its food at harvest. How long will you lie there, you sluggard? When will you get up from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come to you like a thief, come on you like a thief, and scarcity like an armed man. Mm -hmm. So again, God doesn't want us to be greedy and hoarders. Right. But... To the degree that he gives us increase and the degree that we can, we ought to prepare. And then that, yeah, as far as the being greedy, you know, Mm -hmm. and giving increase, there's the parable of the rich fool in Luke 12, 13 through 21, where it, he had a huge amount of increase in the harvest. And he, this uh, farmer was discussing the idea of tearing down his barns, building bigger barns, storing it up. And then just sitting back and right. relaxing. Mm-hmm. And the Lord called him a fool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one example that I thought of, which is kind of funny because it's an example of not preparing, mm-hmm. is Jesus in the feeding of the, the 5,000. True. Mm-hmm. Uh, where Jesus intentionally didn't prepare. Even though he knew he was going to do this, right. he knew this was about to happen. Yeah, and he tests Philip with it. Mm-hmm. And Philip's like, ah, I don't know, you know, there's no <laughs> way we could afford this, right? Uh, and in John, John makes the comment that Jesus said this to test him because he knew what he was going to do. Mm-hmm. But actually, he did prepare because he arranged for the boy to have the That's five true. loaves and two fish. Good point. So the Lord did prepare. Mm-hmm that for the for the boy to have that another thing i thought was interesting about this and and i really only noticed this last week when i was reading through that story again is what did jesus do when with the boys five loaves and two fish he had the people sit down and then he gave thanks Mm. what a reminder to us to give thanks for even the little even in those moments where we say lord I got this 
bill. I got this $10,000 medical bill mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, whatever it and is. And Lord, all I got in the mail was some $50 check from something that I didn't expect. And mm-hmm. so I, I don't have nearly enough here. Instead of saying, Lord, you, you know, where's the other 9950 Right. Give thanks for the $50. Exactly. Uh, it's just a reminder. Mm-hmm. Just kind of a parenthetical thought there. So those are just some... Oh, another biblical example do you have one or i've got one um i just had uh the asking the egyptians the the lord had Mm, the israelites before the last plague he told them to go ask the egyptians for silver and gold and clothing yeah the israelites found favor with the egyptians and they gave them what they what they wanted yeah um that's exodus 11 2 to 3 and then chapter 12 34 36 yep Jesus told the disciples on their first missionary journey to take prepar- to take no preparations with Correct. them. Correct, yes. But then on the next one, he says, make take preparations. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's excellent. So there's so again, there's there's that. Mm-hmm. One other example I've got is, and I I didn't look it up, uh, but the brides and their oil. Right. Right. Uh, some were prepared when, for the when the bridegroom mm-hmm. came. And some were not really because they chose not to. They just did. They didn't prepare. Right. And those who were prepared were not obligated to help those who who had the means to prepare, but didn't Mm -hmm. chose not to. You know, so it wasn't like they were being uncharitable. No, it's just that like, look, you had just as much opportunity as we did. Mm -hmm. And And by sharing it, they would have been in peril of not having enough oil. So it's not like they had an abundance to share. Right. They had yeah. enough. So that's just another. Example. Yeah, no, I th- that's an excellent one. In the couple of minutes that we've got left, I wanted to run through quickly some examples of preparation. And then we'll talk about some downsides of preparation and some questions to guide us and some reassurances mm-hmm. to guide us. We'll kind of close it out with that. Obviously, there's financial preparation. We, we think of that. Uh, it may be necessary to have six months emergency savings. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's only necessary to have three months. Mm-hmm. So again, it's up to you. There's no hard, fast rule. It doesn't matter what a lot of the, the financial people say. Right. It's what's important in your situation. If you have a steady job that's not likely to be disrupted, then you may need, may need less. Mm-hmm. If you have a really inexpensive mortgage, and fine. If you, if you have a, a expensive mortgage you might need more money if you're living below your means uh, if you have a HELOC that you can tap into for emergencies right key on that one yep you can, if you can sell stuff th- there are different factors that go into this instead of just saying well you know as a Christian you should have three months or you should have six months living right. expenses no it truly depends on what your lifestyle is mm-hmm. and yeah what's going on You have to assess that and you got to be honest with yourself in that assessment. I mean, there are times that when we were really, really cut to the bone, I didn't give to the church. Mm -hmm. I I didn't give. Should I have? Yeah, probably. But I also felt at the same time that the Lord wanted me to get us out of the, you know, whatever the tight spot we were in or something. Mm -hmm. So, or we tried to do other things, you know, Mm -hmm. donate time or something. So anyway, that's another issue. But also, if you're self-employed or you own a business, it's prudent to have six months of reserves. Yes. 
to cover seasonal dips. Mm -hmm. Even as a real estate agent, I had those seasonal dips there. So preparation also, also considers other factors, right? Right. People in Miami don't own snow shovels. Right. And people in Alaska, (laughs) right. People in Alaska don't prepare for hurricane season. So it depends on where you live, Mm -hmm. what natural disasters, what seasonal things, Mm -hmm. all these kinds of things. You know, what's the crime like? What's the economy like where you live? Mm -hmm. Uh, Is your state heavily dependent on, well, look, look at what happened with uh, the oil pipeline. Yes. You know, those states that were heavily impacted by Mm -hmm. the the employment for the infrastructure on that, Mm -hmm. those people were immediately affected just because of a administration change decision. So there's, there's that. Material preparation, we talked about Luke 12, 13 through 21, the parable of the rich fool. Mm-hmm. We have to be careful not to fall into the trap of tearing down and building up bigger barns. Just cause. Yep, just cause. As far as material preparation, it's common sense. It's good prudence. It's good preparation to have a will. Mm-hmm. And in our yes. medical age, have a living will. Mm-hmm. And again, not giving advice here, but it's practical to have life insurance. Right. Now, again, preparation. Well, how much life insurance? The answer, again, it depends. Mm-hmm. What's your situation? Mm-hmm. How many years out are you from retirement? How many? How long would your spouse need to survive? And how much could they generate on their own? If your spouse is a doctor who can work for 25 more years, they're not going to need life insurance the same way right someone who was a homemaker mm-hmm. you know and who has three kids at home or whatever right there's a big deal in the late 1800s when life insurance first came out there's a big question among christians should christians have life insurance is that trusting the world and not trusting god spurgeon erred on the side of yeah get life insurance mm-hmm. uh, don't again we don't trust these things we're not relying on them, but we're we're using them. We're using them, and you know, it's it's preparing to take care of your family, right? So things like a will, a living will, you know, and health powers right. of attorney and that kind of thing that makes it easier on your family. It helps take care of your family should something happen. Mm-hmm. So it's um, it's a kindness, yeah. And there's other types of insurances too, by the way, like umbrella insurance. If you don't know what that is, look it up, but that's kind of a good thing to have. Downsides of preparation. Again, I already told you my Y2K story was just stupid, really. You know, doomsday prepping, especially for Christians, can be idolatry. Mm -hmm. I mean, it could be for anybody. Mm -hmm. If your security is in those things, having enough guns, having enough ammo, having enough dried food, having enough land, having mm-hmm. enough self-sustaining resources. God can wipe all that out. Yes. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. how much you've got in your freezer. Again, they're not bad on their own if you're in a rural area and it, it pertains to your situation or whatever the case is. But like anything else, they can become, your, whatever your source of security is, can become an, an idol. Yes. Some questions to to guide us. Uh, it, is this just good stewardship common sense? 
Or am I creating an idol trying to trust to provide and protect for me instead of the Lord? Mm-hmm. That we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Another question. If my unsaved friends and neighbors were to hear of my preparations, would they, would those preparations be a witness to prudence and trusting the Lord through earthly opportunities like insurance or whatever? Or as contradictions against the gospel, like selfish hoarding mm-hmm. instead of a spirit of generosity. Exactly. You know, again, an example, guns are fine for home defense. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. But if you have a, a whole arsenal and, you know, you got all these keep out signs and all, you know, all, all mm-hmm. this stuff and you're just, your whole living room is filled with ammo. Right. That might be a contradiction to your Christian. Yes, exactly. That you are, uh, that you're not really trusting in the Lord. Yeah. Um, are the advisors I'm listening to earnest Christians? That is key, right? What, what's, where is their world Mm -hmm. located? Is it in this world Mm -hmm. or is it in the next? And there's no guarantee of trust or wisdom, but are they at least trying to come at this from a Christian worldview? Right. Uh, another question, do the advisors I'm listening to Christian or not stand to profit from my decision to follow their advice? Also key. Mm -hmm. And if so, that's not a bad thing, but can I still trust them Mm -hmm. for the advice they're giving me? Am I okay with the amount of profit they're getting? Mm -hmm. So, and are they willing to listen to other ideas if it's not their particular product? Right. Yeah. Uh, So those are just some questions that Mm -hmm. I was thinking through with Mm -hmm. different experiences in my life. Uh, Some reassurances to guide us. Charles Simeon, who I've talked about in previous episodes, uh, he was a pastor at Oxford in the late 1700s. He, He talks about expediency doing things that are expedient. Mm-hmm. Paul was persecuted for his faith. Paul at times said, um, by the way, I am a Roman citizen and no, we're not leaving this jail until you come down here and get us out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's different times for different things. You know, you talked about the fact that God's word, the Proverbs are descriptive right not prescriptive Mm -hmm. so there's many of those that you read through it just depends on what the situation is answer a fool according to his folly right don't answer a fool according to his folly exactly exactly so expediency what Mm -hmm. what in that moment is the right thing Mm -hmm. so charles simeon says god has promised to give wisdom even Sound wisdom and discretion to all who ask it of him. And see James 1 5. And let none be discouraged, as though a want of education or abilities incapacitated them for the due discharge of their duty. For the heart and not the head is the seat of this wisdom. And God has promised that the meek he will guide in judgment, the meek he will teach his way. So the bottom line is, even if we're not CPAs, financial advisors, and all, all that, God will give us wisdom. Yes. He will provide for us. And God, and God will give grace. If you're legitimately 
praying through something, and especially for those who are married, you're being honest with one another and being honest about your situation, and you go a direction, and it turns out that's not the right direction. God will give grace, you'll learn from it, and you turn around and yeah. do something else. Yeah. And again, right, goes back to the issue of manna. If, if we're ever in a situation where we have absolutely no resources mm-hmm. that God has preordained for us to have mm-hmm. in that moment, like, wow, God knew this was going to happen, and I had just gotten that bonus check last week. Kind mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, if that's not the case, again, look at the example in Scripture. God will provide manna. Mm-hmm. He'll provide the thing that we need in his time. Uh, he may not keep it till the very last minute Absolutely. to sanctify us, mm-hmm. but we, we trust him. Uh, in Ecclesiastes, we learn that there's a time and a season for everything. So there is a time to prepare. And, and if there was no providentially, there was no time to prepare to make adequate preparation. Again, God will provide. Mm-hmm. And what, and what is it? Ad, what is adequate preparation? It depends. Exactly. But God will provide. So common sense. How do we prepare as Christians? We, we prayerfully use common sense. Mm-hmm. We aim to stay out of debt. We live below one's means. We don't amass too many toys or treasures in this world. We close doors. We lock doors. We insure what's worth insuring to the amount that it's prudent to do so, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't insure a 95 Chevy Cavalier right. for a million dollars. Right. It's not worth it. Right? Mm-hmm. So you insure what what's prudent to do so. Uh, I love that quote that's erroneously uh, ascribed to Oliver Cromwell. Put your trust in the Lord, boys, and keep your powder dry. Yes. And who, that's, who did say that? It's actually, it's a, it's a poem about Oliver Cromwell. That's right. I knew we'd heard that recently. And so it really is that. It's mm-hmm. trust in the Lord, mm-hmm. but keep your powder dry, mm-hmm. your gunpowder. You feel like you're in a juggling act sometimes, you mm-hmm. know, especially when you're really trying to do things right. But as you and I have learned, uh, God gives grace. Yeah. And we have learned. Yeah. You know? Uh, when the whole coronavirus thing hit and we weren't sure what, but anything was going on, mm-hmm. right. We started taking some cash out mm-hmm. and I think, I don't know. I think we had like, I don't know, a few hundred dollars set yeah. aside in cash just in case, mm-hmm. just in case there was a blip with the ATMs or anything. It wasn't anything. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a great amount. It wasn't anything, you know, great. And eventually once we realized, okay, everything's that's not gonna happen that's not the piece that's gonna break right uh you know we we used it or we saved it or whatever Mm -hmm. and you know again it's just it depends Mm -hmm. and well i hope that's helpful i know this was a longer episode um but i hope that you listeners found found it helpful uh we'd love to get your feedback yes please uh email us at show at graceandpeaceradio.com if you have a, another thought on this, we'd be happy to revisit it on another show and, and uh, you know talk more about it. If you've got a, a question, email us. 
whatever it is. If you have mm-hmm. an idea for the show, you email us at show at Grace and Peace. Yes, please do. We we appreciate that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So and uh, so, if this was helpful, please share it on your social media and mm-hmm. let let people know about the show. Um, we're we're grateful for you. We're grateful to the Lord for what He does. And we thank Him and we thank you. So Absolutely. with that, we'll join you next time. Have a good day. And God have a bless good week. you. God bless. Well, that's our show for today. I hope you'll join us next time as we spend time in God's Word looking at how we can grow in our knowledge of Him, our love for Him, and our service to Him. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, visit us at graceandpeaceradio.com or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash graceandpeaceradio. Until next time, I'm your host, Anthony Russo, and Jesus changed my life.